This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. Interested in becoming a member, giving, or submitting a prayer request? Text Give Prayer or Member to 845-254-2445, fill out the prompts, and a member of our team will contact you. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, health to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. 10th chapter. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. All right. All righty then. In Mark, the 10th chapter, and the 17th verse. Now this is speaking of Jesus. And it says, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Now, he had followed all of the commandments. He said, all of these have I done from my youth. I followed these uh, faithfully. And Jesus acknowledged that he was following these because the word says that Jesus, beholding him, loved him. All right? Now watch this. Verse 21, then Jesus beholding him loved him and said unto him, one thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. Come Take up the cross and follow me. He said, one thing you lack, give. He lacked on the giving side. He knew how to receive. He was a rich man. He knew well how to receive, but he lacked on the giving side. So Jesus said, you're doing fine. I love you. But one thing you lack is the giving side. 
Do you see what's happening here? Do you see, uh, Barbara? Do you see? You see what's happening? I was with them this morning. It went one way. I'm with here today. It's going another way. <laughs> it's incredible. That's what God does with me. He speaks to whoever's in front of me. <laughs> anyway, so he was doing good on the receiving side, but he had a problem with the giving side. He had to get on track with his giving. Now watch this. He said, give, and you'll have treasure in heaven. Come, take up your cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And as Dr. Price likes to say, the, the crux of the matter here is that the possessions had him. He didn't have the possessions. They had him. Because Jesus said to him, come, take up your cross, and follow me. That is very significant, that follow me. Jesus didn't say that to everybody. He didn't say that to the, to the, the, the regular Christian or disciple. He said that to those who became his apostles. He didn't ask everybody to follow him. Get saved. Be a Christian. Do the word. But he said, follow me. There's added responsibility when Jesus says to you, follow me. Now, <laughs> Watch this. Verse 22. And he was sad at that saying and went away grieved. Notice, why did he go away grieved? Because Jesus said, come? No. Because Jesus said, take up your cross? No. Because Jesus said, follow me? No. He was grieved because he told him to give. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You in big trouble when God tells you to give something and you have a problem because you don't have anything that God didn't give you. And if God gave it to you, he can take it away. So when he asks you to give something, it would behoove you to find a way to give it. Hallelujah. So, so, so he wasn't grieved about the coming. He wasn't grieved about the taking up the cross. He wasn't grieved about the follow me. He was grieved about the give. Are you grieved about the give? Did you get instant attitude when I started naming off all them envelopes? Well, <laughs> well, the, the word says over in Corinthians, Judge yourself that you be not judged. Here's a good time to judge yourself. Did it grieve you when I was talking about giving and talking about all those different offering envelopes that you could avail yourself of? I mean, you, you don't need God to speak to you. You don't need God to speak to you. You will speak to you. 
See, I just asked the question, were you grieved when it came time for the giving? Now, there's other folk who don't get grieved because they know they're only going to give a nickel. Don't bother them a bit. Don't bother them a bit. <laughs> so you getting? I gave. Okay, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Watch this now. Ah, verse 23. And Jesus looked round about and saith unto his disciples, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. They were astonished because these boys had some money. And Jesus says, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words and saith unto them, children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? Now Jesus is clarifying the thing. He said, when riches get a hold of you, they can twist you so much that you'll choose the riches rather than God. You can't get into the kingdom because the riches are ruling you. You're not ruling them. Oh, you, you missed that. You missed that. You missed that. Let, let me clarify for you. Go back to what I, I gave you a testimony before where the, the, uh, I was about to purchase something for the ministry and it was going to take most of the reserve funds that we had. And the Spirit of God said to me, that's what the money is for. I said, but Lord, this is going to take most of the reserves that we have if I do this. He said, that's what the money is for. Listen to that now. That's what the money is for. Let me say it again. That's what the money is for. You want to know if you're in faith? Give it or spend it when God tells you to give it or spend it, no matter how much he tells you to give or spend. That's how you know if you're in faith. Because if you're afraid to give it, that means that your trust is in what you have there, not in God. Oh, you need to hear that. You need to hear that. I can't do that, Lord, because this is my last hundred. Who is your source? That wallet or me? That's what he would say to you. He said, give it <laughs> or spend it. That's what the money is for. Unless it's your God. How hard is it for a rich man to enter into the kingdom? Very hard. Because those riches have him. It's like that story with the monkey. They put the nuts in the, in the bottle with the small top and he put his hand in there and grabbed the, those nuts from the bottom and he got them in his hand so now his hand won't come out because he won't let them go. Sound like some of us. Sound like some of us. 
Amen. Well, our hand is stuck in the jar because we're holding on to the money and God's got so much more for you outside the jar, but you can't get out the jar to get it because you're holding on to what you got in the jar. And the jar could be your wallet, your bank account. Yeah. <laughs> Who is your God? All right, so now watch this, watch this. How holy shall they that have riches or riches have them enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 24, and the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and says unto them, children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches, trust in riches, trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure. Now they just lost it. Said, Jesus, you done made it worse now. It was bad enough what you said before. Now you done made it worse. Okay? So they were astonished now out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Nobody can't be saved if you can't have some, if you can't have some money. Because if we can't be saved, nobody can be saved. And we know we got some money. We are fishermen. We, we have fishing businesses. Remember, they all got off their boats and left the men working. They were fishermen. They had fishing boats and people working for them. They had money. Now, so they said, how can anybody be saved based on these criteria that you're speaking? Then Jesus said something very important. He said, verse 27, with men, it is impossible but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. Oh, watch this now, watch this. Lo, we have left all and followed thee. Y'all watch, listen now, listen. Lo, we have left all and followed thee. What did Jesus said? Come, take up your cross, and follow me. Come, take up your cross, and follow me. I remember when I got saved, that was one of the things the Lord said to me, one of the things he said to me, he, when I was planning to do something, he said, I'm not going to stop you from doing what you're planning to do, but if you do it, it will destroy you. You can do that, or you can follow me. Very important words. He doesn't say it to everybody. When he says it to you, he's got something special for you to do. When he says, follow me to you, <laughs> like I said this morning, you got a follow me ministry. Amen. Everybody ain't called to follow him. Everybody can't do that because when he says, follow me, other folk are looking at you. You're being set up as an example. You're being set up for folk to watch you, to see what you do, to scrutinize you to put you in a fishbowl. You are a follow me crowd. That, yeah, yeah, you're with the follow me crowd. See, he didn't tell everybody to follow him. He had hundreds and hundreds of disciples, but he only said to a few, follow me. So Peter said, watch this, Peter said, <laughs> woo, low, well look here, we have left all and followed you. We have left all and followed you. 
Now watch this now. Many folk, because they get saved, believe that they have left all. Oh, ho, ho, ho. watch out now. Watch out now. And see, and they want to hold God to it. Let me talk to them for a while. They want to hold God to it. I left all. I left all, Lord. You know, the, the word says the, the pleasures of sin for a season. I left all that. I like the dancing. I like the parties. I even like my little drink every now and then. I left it all for you. But notice what Peter said. He didn't only say, I left all. He said, I follow you. There's a difference. There's a difference in just leaving and following. See, because the leaving folk, look what I did. I gave this up, Lord. You owe me. But the follow me crowd, Lord, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to say, and wherever you want me to do it, I'm here. I'm here. I am here. That's why he didn't say that to everybody. Because everybody's not equipped to follow. Everybody's equipped to be a disciple, but not everybody is equipped to follow. That's something for you to study at home. All right, watch this now. Hallelujah. Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. Jesus uh, answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man, watch this now, that have left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. Wait a minute. For my sake and the gospel. Some folk leave all because they know it was bad for them. Did you leave for his sake and for the gospel? Oh, we got to think about that. We got to think about that. Why did I leave? Maybe I left because the doctor told me one more drink and I'm going to die. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus made it very clear for my sake and the gospel. Now watch this, watch this now, watch this. Verily I say unto you, 29 again, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sister or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time Houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come, eternal life. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that I don't qualify for all this stuff unless I leave that and follow you. If I don't leave that and follow you, I don't qualify. If I just leave that, I don't, I don't qualify. I got to leave that and follow you. Now watch this. Watch some of the that. You might have to leave. 
Masai, Masai, Masai. Watch this now. There have, there is no man, verse 29, that have left house. There is no man that have left house. Watch this now. <laughs> or brethren. Say, oh, that could be just your friends. Okay, let's go a little deeper. Or sisters. Oh. Or father. Or mother. What? What you say? Or wife. Oh, no, no, I know that ain't in there. Or children. No. Or lands for my sake and the gospels. Oh, wait a minute now. There's got to be some blasphemy up in here. Got to be some blasphemy up in here somewhere. You mean to tell me that Jesus is giving credit to somebody who left their home, left their father or mother or children or wife for his sake and the gospels? He's going to give them back father, mother, lands, sister, brother, children. He's going to give them back that? Yes. 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 Because sometimes sometime father is toxic. Sometimes mother is toxic. Sometimes your sisters or brothers are toxic. Sometimes your family is toxic. And when it comes to the gospel, you got to come apart. Oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. See, this is all a part of the renewing of the mind process. See? Now, 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 we've heard, we've heard it many times. In fact, Sister Barbara, you say quite frequently. And in, in a certain level, it's true. But in another level, it's not true. Watch this. God don't break up families. Oh, yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. He just said it right there. He just said it right there. He said, listen, listen to what he said. Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mother and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. You mean God is going to reward you for leaving family? Oh, yes, he will if they are toxic. You say, you got to prove that to me. Give me chapter and verse. Remember Abraham? Come out from among them. Leave your father. Leave your kindred. Leave your land. Get out of there. Y'all remember that? Is that in the Bible? Was that his family? And he told them, come out. See, because when you hook up with God, if you're going to be in the follow me crowd, oh, glory to God, you got to be willing to follow at all costs. You give up anything you got to give up. See, that's why I don't ask everybody to follow me, because everybody ain't willing to give them up. 
See, they, they bought into the world thing. Blood is thicker than water. No, it ain't. Oh, not when I get into God's family. I'm preaching hard stuff now. I know this ain't, this ain't easy to take, but I figure you can handle it. You might cry a little bit, but you can handle it. Amen. You'll be all right later. It's right there. It's right there. Did he do that with Abraham? Did he do it with him? Did he tell him to come out of there? Come out from your family. Not only leave your father and your household, leave the, the whole place that you got there. Leave them all. Well, I want it out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Do you remember Joseph? There's a man by the name of Joseph. And Joseph had to come out from among. He didn't do it voluntarily, but he sure did it. He sure did it. Amen. He had to get away from them. Then there's a man named Kerry. Amen. I have some toxic relatives. Very toxic. I love them from afar. I ain't going to their affairs. I don't go to their gatherings because I know what they're going to do. The first visitor is going to be a bottle of rum on the table. That's first, okay? They are toxic to me. I cannot follow him and stick with them. Will not work. I can be a Christian and stick with them. Oh, don't miss that now. Don't miss that now. See, that's what I'm telling you. There's a difference between the follow me crowd and the just get saved crowd. The follow me crowd got to be willing to do whatever it takes. If you got to cut them loose, you're going to be in the follow me crowd. You got to cut them loose. See, the follow me crowd ain't for everybody. That's why he didn't say that to everybody. He only said it to specific individuals. Follow me. He said it to this rich young you, ruler. He said, give to the poor. Come, take up your cross and follow me. You really got to think about that. You really got to consider that. If anywhere in your testimony, God said something about follow me. Oh, yeah, that's right. I want you to look at me now. I want you to look at me with a blank stare because I want you thinking. I want you thinking. See, because if he said follow me in any way, shape, or form, you are a special called out one. And if you are a special called out one, you're going to have to do things other folk don't do. And you're going to get persecuted. They're going to tell you who you think you are. I knew you when you was in diapers. I even changed some of them diapers. Who do you think you are? Because this thing says hundredfold <laughs> blessings going to bring persecution. It's going to bring persecution. And a lot of that persecution is going to come from father, mother, sister, brother. Some of the ones that you had to step out from. That's where a lot of the heavy persecution is going to come. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? 
Praise the Lord. I want, can I be a minister? I want to, would you ordain me, please? I want to join into the great company of those who preach the gospel. Do you really? Do you really? Are you sure? Folk need to think about that. Think about that and think about what is it he said to you. Because if in any way, shape, or form in there is follow me, my God, you got a, you got a job to do. And let me tell you, you don't have the luxury of unforgiveness. You don't have the luxury of striking back when they strike at you. You don't have the luxury of, of speaking back evil to them when they speak evil to you. Because the follow me crowd means you got to do it just like me. You got to do it just like me. He said, follow me. He didn't say follow Reverend Pharaoh. He said, follow me. You got to do it like me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is this my crowd? Let me check. Let me check. Is this my crowd? Let me let me see. Let me see if I I, I got the right crowd here. Let me see. Let me see. I, I just want to check. This is my crowd over here. I, I, I just want to check. I just want to check. See? See? Because I, I I mean this is uh this is not this is not the this is not pablum. This is not pablum now. This is not pablum. Like I said, uh, uh and, and you heard me reference something to uh, Sister Barbara says on a level. That is true, absolutely the truth. But on another level, Jesus will tell you, uh-uh, that won't work here. That won't work here. If I tell you to come out, I have something specific for you to do, and you got to come out. But they're going to talk about me. Yeah, but would you rather have them talk about me, you, or me displeased with you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm getting y'all ready. I'm getting y'all ready. I'm getting y'all ready. See, this is, the, this is the part of the gospel we don't like to talk about. Amen. But it's in there anyway. We, didn't we read that? I mean, did, we, did I make that up or is that in there? It's sitting right in there. And it's been there all the time. Sitting there right there all the time. Yes, we got to pray for Uncle Bobo. Yes, we got to believe that me and my whole house shall be saved. But until such time as they get saved, I can't run with you, Bobo. I can't run with you, Bobo. I, I can pray for you. I can believe with you. But I can't run with you, Bobo. No, no, no. Uh-uh. I got to follow me attached to this thing. I got to follow me attached to it. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You know, some, some, some. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some. <laughs> If you not judge yourself, <laughs> you will be judged. <laughs> and just like the communion, receiving it unworthily, some of them sleep prematurely. In other words, they check out of here. They go on to be with the Lord before time because they wouldn't judge themselves. Got to judge yourself. You just don't wear this 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 label of reverend or or minister or whatever. You don't just wear it loosely. Amen. Them days are over. 
it's harvest time, and that's that loose stuff. That loose stuff will get you taken out of here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Some are already feeling the pressure. Some are already feeling the pressure of that thing. See, see, they thought it was a lark, but it's not a lark. It's not a lark at all. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, my, my, my. Well, praise God forevermore. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.